You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. We're here for a bonus. Who doesn't like bonuses, right? This is like extra credit. This is, well, if you're listening to this, you you kind of, you're interested in finance. You have questions about financial planning or retirement planning. And so maybe this is a bonus for you. I know a lot of people aren't terribly interested in using their spare time and learning about investing and some of the relate, some of the things that are related to retirement planning. But if you're listening to this, I, I think that means that you are interested in that stuff. And so you maybe are interested in another bonus podcast episode this week on this shortened holiday week. This bonus episode, we are talking about inflation. Inflation or reflation? What's going on here? That's the question. If you are paying attention to any financial media, financial advisors, investment advisors, um, watching too much cable news, there's talk about inflation and what may be coming, whether inflation is coming or if nasty inflation or good inflation is coming uh, because of low interest rates, several stimulus packages last year, and likely another one on the way this year. Um, we talk about it with our clients a lot. You know, you have all of this kind of money fl- flush running through the system, uh, more money chasing after uh, the same number or sometimes even a short of, shortage of goods. That's Econ 101 inflation, right? Well, let's talk about that. Uh, because the the recession appears to be behind us in the U.S., and the early stages of an economic expansion are already taking shape. I think you can feel it uh, without even needing to read the Financial Times or the Wall Street Journal. And now there's a growing debate over whether an expanding economy in conjunction with historic fiscal and monetary policies, stimulus, may cause inflation to overheat. And this really begs the question, will we see a reflationary environment where prices merely just kind of normalize to prior levels? Or are we going to see outright inflation where consumer prices begin to increase above trend? Last Thursday's Consumer Price Index, or CPI, uh, was released, and it may have put some of these concerns about inflation to rest, at least for now. The U.S. CPI rose three-tenths of a percent month over month in January, where where rising gasoline prices accounted for the bulk of the increase in the headline index. Uh, Core CPI, uh, which excludes volatile uh, food and energy prices, was actually flat on a month over month basis. And so CPI is, is what I think is generally used by many as the measure of inflation. So what we're looking at here is that the measure of inflation rose slightly in January, but that was mostly because of an increase in gas prices. And if you exclude those kinds of things, the, uh, the volatile kinds of things of food and energy prices, it was flat on a month over month basis. Now, I get this. The question is always followed with, yeah, but I still have to pay for food and gas. In fact, I pay a lot of my monthly budget for food and gas. So shouldn't we figure that out in in our inflation? Yes, but food prices can be volatile and gas prices can be volatile. And so if you're trying to get a better understanding of where inflation sits, sometimes it helps to strip out those volatile uh elements of that, in this case, food and energy prices. So broadly, I think inflation jitters are a little bit over overblown at this point. We've got slack in the labor market that 
continues to present kind of a headwind for persistent inflation. And something called the Phillips curve, which is actually a measure of the relationship between unemployment and inflation, has actually flattened over time. And this suggests that the U.S. economy is actually able to stomach lower levels of unemployment before the labor market causes inflation to heat up. So, for example, the environment we saw in 2019 when the unemployment rate crossed below 4%, that actually didn't trigger inflation. I'm going to post in the show notes the uh, one of the charts of the day from LPL Research from last week, and it shows that the unemployment rate actually remains pretty high at 6.3%. While the number of job uh, permanent job losers, which are those looking for work whose unemployment in, ended involuntarily, really remains near its pandemic highs. However, while inflation may be low right now, as we enter the spring, the base effects from this deflationary environment seen last year will inflate the year-over-year CPI numbers over the next month. So really what we're saying here is that it's reasonable for the market to expect inflation to rise from depressed levels, but we're not expecting inflation to get out of hand. And so you can think of this kind of phenomenon as more of a reflationary environment than a truly inflation environment for 2021. Think of it like a deflated basketball, right? We are simply blowing it up to where it ought to be instead of overexpanding it and causing it to explode. Uh, so I think one of the things further in stoking the debate about inflation is that Congress is actually in the midst of debating additional fiscal stimulus with an expected price tag somewhere north of a trillion dollars. And that it intends to pass before uh, unemployment benefits expire on March 14th. Meanwhile, the Fed chair, uh, Jerome Powell, has continued to reiterate the Fed's stance that's not even thinking about raising interest rates. And it doesn't intend to begin tapering its asset purchase program in the near term either. That, that asset purchase program is a type of stimulus. After the stubbornly low inflation environment we saw after the 2008 and nine recession, the Fed's made it perfectly clear that it's willing to look past any kind of transitory or temporary inflation forces in an almost prove-it mentality for steady inflation above its 2% target. And the Fed has chosen instead to emphasize full employment. So even if inflation pokes its head above 2%, it's got to go above 2% and stay there for a while before the Fed makes any adjustments. And then at the same time, there are other market dynamics uh, pointing to rising inflation expectations, uh, including the 10-year break-even inflation expectations. I, I, I won't get into that. Uh, commodity prices, uh, crude oil prices, lumber, copper, all of that's been climbing. Uh, banks and other cyclical sectors have been outperforming so far in 2021. Uh, sovereign bond yields or government bond yields have been rising globally. So, uh, you know, it's hard to say who's going to blink first. I suppose only time will tell. But I think any calls for runaway inflation uh, by market observers, economists, uh, analysts, I think are these folks are getting a little bit ahead of themselves. But the question is always time frame, right? Are we, what we are talking about right now as you are listening to this is inflation in 2021. And I think that's where we, if the focus is on 2021, I think we are talking reflation, not inflation. Now, check back with me in a year from now in early to mid-February 2022, we may have reflated to the point where then we need to start really contemplating where things go from there in terms of inflation and whether it's problematic at that point. But you can't worry about a basketball being overinflated if it's still flat, 
right? And that's what we're talking about here. So you need to get to reflation before you get to inflation. And I think that's the point here. So thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this quick episode. Um, we'll get kind of back to our normal schedule next week. Uh, but if you have questions, you can email us at info at FordFG.com. You can find us on the web at FordFG.com. I look forward to talking to you in the next one. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.